On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. What do you think is inside of you that gives you that learn-it-all spirit, that, that willingness to go after those areas that maybe you don't know or even continue to press into the areas that maybe you've got 30 years in? I want to succeed. You know, what you want to succeed and what you don't know, you don't know. And either you have people on your team that know it, but I know I'm not going to be an expert in everything and I hire the right people to do those things, but I need to know a little bit and I want to succeed for my, not only for myself, my partner, my employees that I have now and that I will have. I want us, I want us to be a stable, successful, robust company. You have to look into all different aspects of your business. My favorite part is to sit and like zone out and get in my creative world and come up with my stories and look on my catalog. But I know I have to put them on the side sometimes, put on a different hat and dive into that and learn what I don't know. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Sarah Fulmer here on the King stage as a queen. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Just incredible. That's a Wednesday, right? Like, what other day would we be doing this incredible? conversation between uh, you and and me and so i'm just excited for all that you're building like i was just telling you off the recording i was taking a look at your website i have uh, young kiddos specifically young daughters and uh, mm-hmm. i i need to keep mm-hmm. them away from <laughs> you right? but in all yeah. seriousness i'm 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 honored that you're here and super excited about the energy and creative juices that you're going to bring to this conversation sarah tell us what kind of business that you have so i have a a gift business. So I'm in the gift gift industry, wholesale and direct to consumer. The categories are toy, seasonal, decor. Those are our categories that we mainly focus on. Love it. And so that that those are big categories. Yes. Oh. So yes, they're big categories. <laughs> give me, you know, I'm I'm looking at some pretty incredible product here on the screen, but give us, you know, like a 30 second, maybe 60 second you know, intro to the brand and, uh, you know, a little bit more about those categories. Sure. Well, the brand is Monami, which is French for my friends. And I have a whole background where I came up with that name. But basically, you know, dolls, plush toys and seasonal is is our background. I I came up with this. I do have a business partner, but it honestly just stars aligned and I knew I needed, I wanted to do something on my own. I have a design background. I've been a designer for 20 some years, 25 years from wow. the corporate level. And I kind of took everything uh-huh. I knew and applied it to myself. I found a wonderful manufacturer who can make these gorgeous creations. And we work together to create Monami. So I, I was always told in my corporate background that I'm like the queen of cute. <laughs> I've an illustration. Like I'm actually an artist. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I don't consider yeah. myself a salesperson, but I just love beautiful things and creating beautiful things and making people happy. And kids yeah. definitely are happy. It is such a joy when you see. I'm at a trade show, or we sell to a lot of ba- big ballet 
ballet is like Atlanta ballet and all the kids have our toys in the audience. And it's just such a joy yeah. to see the the smiles it puts on people's faces. Yeah, it's a big impact. We're I definitely want to get to that. But you're you're hundred percent right. You're spoken like a true artist, loving beautiful things, and you're creating beautiful things. And so I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about that story and kind of how all that came together. But I want to know before we get into the nitty gritty of of the business and you and how you got started, I want to know why. Why are you why are you doing this? Why what's the bigger picture for you? What's that like deep down in you that wakes you up every day? Well, why? I mean, plain and simple. I need to make a living, but I want to make a living at something, doing something that I love and passionate about. And, you know, I, I feel lucky that I've, my whole career has been in the creative sector, but I actually could make a, I made a good living doing it. And I got to learn so much yeah. and there's just nothing else I would want to do. Like, I just could not imagine not creating and my background is mostly children's and kids and seasonal christmas like i just you know love that yeah so i you know this is what i want to do for a living and if i you know i need to make a living and you know i'm <laughs> happy that i can do something that i love and that's what i just you know strive to do yeah you know yeah there's there's uh, several categories you know of of owners and the fulfillment piece for you <clears throat> is what I hear coming through. Just this deep seated, like, man, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to spend time, money, effort on something, I'm going to do it, you know, in a way that uh, brings me joy. Absolutely. And other people joy. I mean, it's just selling. I mean, even though I'm not a salesperson, just selling, which means doing trade shows, working with sales agencies, it's, it just makes me happy. It makes other people happy. And it's just, you know, you know, I'm, I, I always say like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not saving the world with this. I'm not inventing anything, but like people want to be happy and they want to do things that make them happy. And, you know, I have a great team of people and, you know, everyone goes to work and they enjoy it. I think that, uh, you know, the gift industry is unique in that way. I mean, I'm in a similar vein with some of our franchises, Edible Arrangements. Of course, we sell oh, gifts mm -hmm. in a completely different way, but you're right that man, when we make a delivery and you know it's edible arrangements coming up the driveway or when we call you or whatever, it's like, like, really me? Like, like me? me? Yes. Really? And yes. so, and, and of course we talk about with our clients, like uh, people don't buy fruit baskets. They buy, they buy a wow. They, they're sending love. They're sending a wow. They're sending an, an emotion, an expression from one heart to another. And that's, that's in, in essence what you have as well. You get to- You're totally spread right. Spread the joy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. Okay. So I want to hear about the story, like uh, corporate background. You, you were, it sounds like pretty successful in that, but you left it all to, to, to build your own brand. Tell me, tell me Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like the stars always kind of aligned and networking has really kind of gotten me to where I am. And I have the background in fine art. I grew up outside of New York City, so I was lucky where I had all these opportunities of different kinds of jobs at my fingertips. So that that really, if I didn't have that to start, it would it would probably wouldn't have turned out this way. My background, I just I have an art degree in fine arts. And at the time I landed a job as an assistant designer. And they, they liked my creativity. And they said, we would rather show you the ropes on manufacturing, sales, how it all works. So I learned it all on the job. And yeah. again, I feel like I've been lucky where, you know, I've had a few core corporate jobs prior to this. 
And they all kind of fell in my lap. I wasn't really looking, but I always thought and when the opportunity came about, if I felt good about it, I should take it to learn more. And it kept just, you know, going and going to get to where I am today. And honestly, I, I moved down to Atlanta from New York for a job, a corporate job. And that's where I ended up learning the gift industry because it's the huge hub is in Atlanta. And I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I, I actually designed children's clothing. That's I did for wow. like 20 years, but then I learned the gift business and I live right near America's Mart. And that's how I got into the gift side of the, the industry. And I just decided I ended up becoming a consultant working for different brands, whether it was designing or cons consulting with merchandising. And that's how I actually ended up doing Mona Me. It was somebody I was consulting for and who manufactured this, could manufacture and we took our backgrounds, everything we knew, and applied, like, let's just do it ourselves. And we did it in 2019. We're not that old. 2019, right before COVID hit. And I quickly yeah. put a show together, dove into wholesale, and the rest was history. Yeah, so we just, I just took the bull by the horns, and we, I said, I, I'm going to put everything to the side and just focus on this. I really believed in this, and, yeah. you know, it's worked out. You know, it's interesting because you you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, that the stars aligned, and I, and I and I totally receive that that feeling because I think that every entrepreneur who's at least honest with themselves recognizes that <clears throat> they didn't necessarily put every piece together. Like you, you're not responsible for it all, and some things. Mm -hmm just happened to line up and you were in the right place at the right time. However, in those circumstances, if you really dissect them, if you really break down what you just told us is that mm -hmm. you had positioned yourself properly through learning all these different skill sets through your career, that you were, mm -hmm. you know, open-minded to the idea of moving across the country, changing your environment, meeting new people, that you had strategically met people, maybe that you weren't necessarily looking to build a business with, but you were open-minded and you were building relationships with the right people. So when the time came and you thought, man, then it wasn't even just like, oh, like just it combusted and it came together. You said, I put everything else to the side. You said it so casually. It's so mm -hmm. simple, but so mm -hmm. profound at the same moment that you wouldn't be where you are today if you hadn't have done that. And so I just want to point it out for the listener that even though the stars did align, I agree there was some alignment, there was some positioning that you did prior that helped those stars come into agreement. And I think that if the listener is paying attention and they also can be honest with themselves, that they feel the same way about their story. And it doesn't mean that you did anything more or less than you did. It just is what it is. And we're, you can look back in the history and go, okay, well, yeah, you're right. That was, that was a great connection. And I don't necessarily deserve to know that person, but I stuck out my hand and I, introduced myself. I did the podcast. I did whatever. And now we have this incredible story to be able to tell. So that's just super encouraging. What would you like to share on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're totally, you're, you hit the nail on the head. And what I, what I wanted to add to that is sometimes you have a star in front of you and you don't realize it's something, but like, look at it deeper. So this is like a, I love to tell this little story. People ask, how did you get into your career? Like the beer, like graduated college, early twenties, right. back in the day, before, you know, Google and everything. So we looked for jobs in the newspaper. Right. So I was, I knew I wanted to do something creative. I used to, I was creating gifts and I was trying to do some things on my side and I was painting and I laid down newspaper to paint my next project. And I put my pen, my, my paintbrush down and there was a job posting looking for summer interns in children's industry. 
that is how I got my oh. first job. So if I, if I, I would have never known about it. So nice. it's like, I, it started there. And then those yeah. little things that just, what came in, in front of me, I always kind of, oh, it's a sign. And I kept, you know, I looked into it to see if it was the right decision. So that's always, yeah. people say, how did you get into that? Yeah, I just happened to put my paintbrush down over a job ad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny <laughs> that you say it's a sign, and and that you also then agreed that you that you stepped forward into that because it is both. It's the acknowledgement of the sign, uh-huh. and then you stepping through it. I remember, you know, listening to a guy that that I used to work for many years ago, and and he told this story about how he was going to quit. Basically, that's the MS of the story, and he was looking for a sign, and he saw a license plate or he he saw something that made him think of a city and I'll I'll go to that city and see if I can sell my next contract and and he did and and basically he can look back to that moment and recognize like from that trip and that client forward it was just different and so he says you know like maybe it was a sign maybe I just didn't want to quit though and I was like searching for the reason not to quit whether it was a sign mm-hmm. or not I was looking and so that's what I hear in your story is like, okay, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, okay. The circumstances you couldn't script out where you were going to put your paintbrush, but no, you, paid attention, no. you read it, you went after it. You did like you were looking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just did. It's not like I had this plan when I was in college, I'm going to do this and that everything was signs and just following my gut. You know, I had, I had no help in my industry. I don't have parents that are creative they come from corporate like they you know nobody i don't have anyone to even relate yeah that could relate to me in my family that helped guide me so i have to do it on my own well i want to dive into you know a little bit more of your journey in the on the business side and and some cool things you've done along the way just the the markings of where you've gotten so far are just really really encouraging so thank you for sharing i want to know Along your journey here, you said you're not that old, but you're, you know, you're cracking up on four years or so of business and you guys are crushing, right? So otherwise you wouldn't be here. What was a good decision that you made in the last few years that you can look back on almost that, that turning point, if you will, like we did this and mm, that was so good. Well, you know, the one thing when I was, when we started into wholesale and I just at the last minute, just threw this together, it was July, 2019 did so well so happy we kept going january 2020 had our next trade show opened up some big accounts then COVID hits and it was like oh my god and on top of it my manufacturing is overseas so yeah yeah it was like oh my gosh it's over like it's over before it even starts but we really like hunkered down and luckily my business partner who has insight into everything going on we were able to strategize and we completely made it through almost unscathed like i just wow. we just stuck to it and we just kept going and like okay there you know this there's there's something we have to learn from this and we were just lucky that like we got our goods out on time and we still delivered and we just buffered in enough time with shipping and again that's like our backgrounds knowing how to deal with the manufacturing and what we need to do and what's going on overseas, you know, to get things on, you know, here on time. And, you know, we still made it through. So that was a huge hurdle that we overcame. Yeah. And and so I heard a couple of things in there that were fairly practical. I want to point out to the listener. I heard number one, that you mastermind, you got, you put your head together with your partner and said, Hey, we got to figure this out. It wasn't, Oh, it's time to fold up shop. It was okay. Pin to paper because (laughs) We done burnt the bridge. Um, uh-huh. 
we got to figure it out. And so, you know, the, I guess the, I guess the fortitude of we're not going that way. We, we have to go this way. So we will sit down until we figure it out. And then I also heard you say you, you, you pivoted or you moved, or you wiggled, you tried this, you tried, you like, you just kept mm-hmm. going based on your experience. You tried to get ahead of it. Like, okay, so whether it's timing, whether it's the, you know, the actual manufacturer themselves, whether it's the ship, like all these things, these components, based on your knowledge, you went further in and you tried to, you know, tried to control the situation or at least get ahead of it. Would you like mm-hmm. to add anything to, to what I pulled out there? Well, you know, the other thing to that too is, is everyone obviously was in a panic and we had a few different sales reps that we were using. They're like, oh, nobody is going to want anything. Everyone wants, you know, face masks. That's what you have to manufacture. Nobody is interested in dolls and plush. And, you know, it's like, but it actually turned out to be the opposite. Like we had just aligned with a huge online partner who is, who it has been like a perfect fit for us for B2C. We were killing it. They said, we have thousands of brands. You are our top 10 this year. Wow. And because people did want, they, with everything going on, they were t- turning to toys and dolls and things to comfort their children and themselves, you know, just themselves. to make them happy. So it was like, okay, we thought, no one's going to care about this stuff. Everyone's, you know, worried about health, which they should be. But with that yep. comes, people still had the need for this and they still wanted it. And our, our sales did not, you know, diminish at all. I mean, it kept going yep. from this. So sometimes it's like, you just have to like, just look around like something negative in front of you. How do you spin it to be positive? You know what you're selling. You're not selling a doll. You're not selling, you know, a Christmas decoration. What? You're selling joy. You're selling happiness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so when you know what you sell, and this is applicable to the listener, this is why I'm saying is because I've had these conversations with mastermind members. I can speak specifically, remember one where he does, uh, he does big water features, like huge fountains and like beautiful, like a couple hundred thousand dollar projects in these people's backyards, just incredible stuff that he does. And, and we're talking about the economy and just stuff. And he's like, you know, that's discretionary. Like people don't need that. And I go, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> oh, wait a second. What they do need is peace. What they do need yeah. is to be able to host other people because that's how they get joy. And when they host other people, they want to go to their backyard and see a beautiful thing. And or in this case, it's COVID or whatever's happening in the in the market that's relating to their current circumstance. They still need joy. And so when you know, when you're dialed into what you're actually selling, like you were, you you weren't phased by the, oh, let's jump over here and sell masks. No, like yeah. we're selling joy. People still need joy. In fact, if anything, they need it more than ever. Let's press mm-hmm. in. Yes, exactly. Love it. Let's flip the coin. Sarah, I want to know of a bad decision that you made. Something sticky. It was terrible. We can learn from it. What'd you do? Jeez. Oh, I I would say maybe just not kind of jumping too quickly in, in certain decisions. And nothing that was too detrimental, but like making the right partnerships or, you know, with with sales. You know, I have I have, I have to use several sales reps and well, it, it was a good, t- I waited for a while to find the right people. But at the beginning, I sort of panicked and I was like jumping and, you know, okay, okay, I'll go with this, this agency or this person. And I, I should have stepped back a little bit and just waited, which I ended up starting to do later. And then, and it worked out, you know, well, that, that's really the only thing that I just kind of jumping the gun a little bit too quickly and making decisions when right. you should just like wait a little bit and wait for that yeah, opportunity. So it's interesting that, that it, I mean, my, my follow-up question a lot of times to the bad decision is what have you learned and how do you have a, like what process of decision-making do you have now? Which kind of feeds right into what you were just saying is that maybe you were making haste decisions or too quick. What, mm-hmm. what do you do now that's 
that you've learned not to do or well, it's really just like waiting waiting till i feel like in my gut that it's the right decision you know Absolutely. not not going too quickly i mean you can yeah. we could do so many things we could you know put everything into just direct consumer everything here and it's just like you, you've got to take your time and and I don't, maybe it's like that star line. I wait for that, that, that sign again to be the right thing. And maybe I'm just so used to waiting for these signs. <laughs> just yeah. like, just, just wait for the sign and then jump. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, there's like three major principles of success that you've just given to us so casually. I just love how you just, it just flows out of you. It's, it's incredible, actually. I, I think that it's encouraging to the listener for them to hear this because you're talking about basically trying to go too fast or trying to make something out of nothing. And and there's there, like, we look, we got, we got stuff to do. We got goals to hit. We got, we got projects there, uh, you know, product that needs to go out. We need to be shipped. We need to be growing our sales. Like there's still like, there's this robust, like mm, a need to grow and push. But what I'm hearing you saying is not making emotional decisions based on urgency. Like don't That's... hurry up quick and do it just because like, we just got to hurry up quick. Like, Mm-hmm. What's the strategy mm-hmm. or where's the sign? Do like be have yeah. a little bit more poise. Is that is that what yeah. you're saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. Take your time. I mean, again, there's sometimes there's things where you've got to find that person or you've got to you make that decision. Go. But you know, if to me it's like if you're getting along, okay, wait for the right thing until it, you know, just wait for the right thing before you jump and it's too quickly. And because usually that involves people. You don't want to make the, the wrong decision when you're dealing with people's you know, livelihoods, if it's a hiring decision or if it's just a strategy right. decision. But so it, when it's people, I'm very cautious because I never want to put anyone in a position where, oh, it was a mistake. You know, I want them to right. feel comfortable with us and we feel comfortable with them. And so I never want to rush those decisions. Yeah. I, especially. Well, you said one thing else that really stuck out to me. You said, when the stars align, you, you go ahead and jump. And so someone might have heard you say, like, just wait, slow down, slow the process. But maybe they heard, they missed you saying, but when it aligns, when you get the sign, you got to go, you got to jump. And so mm-hmm. there's this, these two worlds of like slow pace, kind of like wait for it to all fall into place for you. And then there's this hurry up quick, make it all happen myself. And what I'm hearing you say is like blending these two worlds together of waiting for certain things, having poise, especially when it comes to people, like having some reverence for the mm-hmm. weight of the decision. But mm-hmm. also, but when, when you got the information and it's clear, like go. Yeah. Yep. Good. I love that, that's, it. Okay. That's how I, you know, I, I, I tend to work and it's worked for me so far. So. I'd say it's working pretty good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, Sarah, I want to go to our speed round here and ask you some, some maybe different angled questions. Uh, okay. The first one's about KPIs and tracking. And I want to know if you could only pick one thing to track in your gift business, that's just absolutely exploding. But what I know it is. I know it needs to be sales, but again, like I'm going back to that emotion again, for me, no matter what, it's like when people, I meet with my customers and they are so happy and excited that like, that is the icing on the cake. Like, I just can't live without that. You know, just my trade shows, working with my sales reps. I just love working with people and I'm training people, but that to me is like success. When people come in, we can't, we can't even decide what we want or your stuff makes us so happy. And like the messages we get from stores, it's just, I just like, that's the icing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Is there a way that you track that emotion for you? Like, is it, is it like a, do you have to get a daily shot, a daily dose, you know, of, of that feedback or that measurement? Like how, how are you getting that to where you know that it's, 
Like what you're doing is getting that result on a regular basis. Well, I wouldn't say daily. I mean, my only daily is, you know, I do, I do the social media myself. So I do my Instagram. I can see what's going on. But it's yeah. during my, you know, for us, it's it's the seasonal markets that we have to do. So that's always the big twice a year. We have our markets and I'm going to all our different showrooms and working with everybody. But then it's on the road. You meet with like your sales teams and see what's going on, get positive feedback. So it's not daily, but I would say, you know, at least quarterly or once yeah, a month. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. Gave us some, some, some practicals there. I think that's, you know, for the, for the folks listening right now who maybe aren't in the design business like you or the gift industry, and maybe they're you know, a marketing firm, or maybe they're a you know, contractor or you know, a, a myriad of different things, right? How do they take what you just said, which is you know, the, the ultimate result of client fulfillment or the expression of happiness or joy of what they do? Like, How can they incorporate that? into their business if they're maybe trying to figure out how to track that or how to incorporate maybe a more importance of that piece of the business? You know, I think for something that's not design, something tangible like that, mine is also just like the relationships you have with work, your staff or people that you work with yeah. and building a great relationship with them. Because even when you don't have, you know, you're, if you're not dealing with a product, having that joy of the people that you work with and them wanting to be with you and wanting to support you. Yeah. That's that same joy. It's not applying to a product, but it's just right. like those relationships you build with your team or your customers. That's how I would get that joy. Yeah, it's a great answer. I hope the listener's paying attention. You're giving them good stuff. Next question here, Sarah, for you is, what book or resource would you recommend for a business owner trying to grow? Okay, well, so I just finished a book, Obsessed by Emily Hayward. It's about okay. building a brand. Again, I'm, I'm building a brand. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's about building brands people love and what they respond to, which is what I, what I say that I'm Who's good at. Yeah. You know, I also did after, you know, again, having a creative background. I also, when I first started, I wanted to learn more. I live basically on the Emory University campus, not far down the road. And I started taking brand and marketing classes on the side, just so I, could, I would learn, you know, other, I need to do everything. I need to know manufacturing, marketing, design, sales, everything. Yeah. So anything that I, it's not my forte, I try to learn more, whether it's taking a class or reading above that. What, what do you think is inside of you that gives you that, like, learn it all? spirit, that that willingness to go after those areas that maybe you don't know, or even continue to press into the areas that maybe you've got 30 years in? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, you know, I want to succeed, you know, what you want to succeed and you know that you, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. And either you have people on your team that know it, but I, I know I'm not going to be an expert in everything and I hire the right people to do those things, but I need to know a little bit and I want to succeed. For my, not only for myself, my partner, my employees that I, that I have now and that I will have. Like I want us, to, you know, I want us to be a stable, successful, robust company. And I know, you know, you have to just, you have to look into all different aspects of your business. I mean, even though I love my favorite part is to sit and like zone out and get in my creative world and come up with my stories and look on my catalog. But I know I have to put them on the side sometimes to put on my, put on a different hat and dive into that and learn what I don't know. Yeah. Love the, uh, just the humility there of wanting to learn. What do you think about intentionally networking or even masterminding with other entrepreneurs? 
I love it. I actually have this little, this group that I was asked to join a couple of years ago. It's called Deep South Social. And we're a bunch of entrepreneurs, mostly in the gift business. We meet every, every month and you, you exchange successes, failures. We work together on marketing and it's great. We all have different businesses and we all have different backgrounds. So I love that. I love that. I, we have our little group and then Going to my trade shows, I'm around all these other entrepreneurs. I love taking what I know and helping them. I, I do know that I'm lucky that I do have, a, you know, longevity with a career to have more insight than someone who's maybe had a totally different background. They came up with something they want to do. And they don't have any knowledge. So I, I work with other entrepreneurs all the time. Other people who have other brands. Yeah. I, have a, I have, you know, people in my neighborhood that do similar things that I do. We meet and we just exchange ideas. Yeah, it's incredible. I love what you just said too, you know, about uh, you, 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 you're very, you're very sly with the things, these things <laughs> that you're sneaking in here. You just gave the depiction of being able to collaborate, which is this peer to peer. Okay. We do the exact same thing with gathering the Kings, like everybody seven and eight figures. Okay, cool. So like we're at the same level, you're going to know things. I'm going to know things. We can collaborate back and forth this peer to peer level. I love that. But then you also said one other thing that that I resonate with as well. But I think every business owner at, cert at a certain point, at least maybe seven, maybe it's a bigger business, but you realize that helping the new person is just as impactful. And what you mm -hmm. said there is that maybe they have a different background, AKA maybe they don't have the same knowledge that I do because I spent you know 20 years in a, in a career or whatever, but you still get juice from that relationship, from that squeeze of the effort, even though, even though you're giving that other person your 20 years of experience It's the same thing that we're doing right now here on the show is that, mm -hmm. you know, we, we get to grow together today by helping, you know, the thousands of people who are going to listen to this episode at the same time too, though, we position ourselves to be able to receive, whether it be from each other today, or whether it be from other connections that happen from this, it's like, we both know that we're going to get something out of it, even yeah. if it's positioned to where we're giving, would you like Absolutely. to say anything further on that? You're, you're totally right. You know, I, and I never look, I'm never like looking for anything per se, you know, but, you know, I, I would maybe collaborate with somebody who has a brand that's so even different from mine. And, and something always seems to work out. I help them with something. Hey, I mean, something as simple as, to be honest, at my last trade show in Atlanta, which is my biggest market, I ended up getting the flu. I mean, this is like my nightmare. Because... And I'm like, okay, now I have to get more help. And it's like, I said, hey, you know what? I know some people and they found somebody for me to help do my booth. And it was just like, thank God. Something yeah. so simple like that. But like, yeah. you know, you just never know when you need those resources or you need help. And then to have other That's people right. to reach out to because they probably, they might have connections. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, especially when in those moments where you don't ask for a bunch a lot. And then when you do make that ask and then people just flood to the opportunity to take yeah. care of you. Yeah. And it could be something so simple like that. I just need a, I need a body to be in like our, in our brand. But it's because I have the flow. That's yep. And it works. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal, I'm sure. But like you said, simple request, but, but there, a lot of business owners may not have had the network, you know, to be able yeah. to, to yeah. find that. So it's pretty cool. I got a question for you about family. I know that say you, you know, you're building a brand alongside of your family and, you know, the, the dynamic of having, you know, a change go from corporate to being a business owner. And we were even talking, you know, before the recording started and how you got set up in there for the recording and how your husband's always on recordings. And, you know, you guys are doing this collaboration thing and he's doing his thing, you're doing your thing. And, and there's the family dynamic that entrepreneurs, we all have a family, obviously, but as entrepreneurs, 
to me, it's just heightened, like because there's this intensity that we run at in business. Mm -hmm. And so my question to you is, is how do you go hard after your marriage and your family as intensely as you do about the business? Because I, that's what my balance or, you know, oh, that's, my belief is balance is kind of like, you know, <laughs> throw it out the window. We just got to go hard at all of it. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, it is difficult. I mean, I do. I think also from having that corporate background and that when you have like the time off, or you never brought your work home with you. Like I never, like that has been, that's been so far out the window. I don't. I yes. can't even remember the last time, but I mean, I work the majority at home, so everyone's kind of around each other. You know, one big thing that has been great and actually it's not been, I actually feel like I can be around my family more now than I could when I worked at a corporate career because yeah. I work for myself at home. I can go like my, I don't really have any family down here, so I can go up to the New York area and stay with my parents for two, three weeks at a time if I need to. Right. Uh, I get to see my nieces and my sister up there. So I actually have more freedom and I can see my family way more now than I could if I was back in my corporate jobs. Like I would never be able to do this. Yeah. You know, as my parents are, oh, you don't live here anymore. I'm like, I would never be able to come up here and help you with the knee surgery and be up here for three weeks at a time right. if I had a corporate job. Yeah. So I can take my computer and work from anywhere, which I feel, I feel like, being an entrepreneur now, I get to spend more time with everybody than I did before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's obviously plenty of ways where you need to be in certain places at certain times. I mean, a business mm -hmm. owner might be, you know, maybe that contractor example that I gave earlier might be thinking, well, I got to be on the job site. Well, True. my mm -hmm. my thought to that person would be Sarah's working on the business and you're not. If you're working on the business that no, you don't need to be on the job site. Yeah, and they yeah. Can pretty much do the on business thing from anywhere. Um, and, mm -hmm. and there's there's nuances to that, like you said. However, I love the picture of freedom that you gave. And also <clears throat> it was an honest, it was an honest like give and take because it was like, you know, we threw out the balance thing a long time ago. Cause you're right, when you get rid of the job, things don't end at five, right? Like yeah. the business just keeps going all the time. But at the same time, there is a level of freedom and how we like bring these two things together. Yeah. To make it work for the family is a big deal. So that's encouraging. Yeah. The last question I got here for you, Sarah, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I want to know if you could whisper in the younger Sarah's ear. All right. <laughs> what would you say? I think just to, to keep, you know, believing and like you're on the right track as far as your career, you know, everything that I love to do deep down inside. I never thought, I kept thinking, what am I going to do? Oh, I can't do this kind of job. Who, who makes gifts? I remember thinking that when I was young, like who make, who does this? Like, I just didn't know anything about it. Like my, my, my college career did not prepare me for this at all. I, it was just so right. different. And I just never thought I could do, I thought I was going to have an office job somewhere. I don't even know what, like, I never thought I could do something creative that I love and make and make money out of it. And just that, just stay on the track. It actually will happen. It, it can happen. So that's probably what I'd say because I did not think this would ever happen <laughs> when I was young. Deeply encouraging, but you're right. It 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 doesn't happen overnight. That's mm -hmm. what I heard you say, but I also heard you yeah. say you can do it. Yeah, yeah. There There is opportunities out there. There are opportunities. You just kind of yeah. have to make them happen. Yeah, exactly. Sarah, how can the listener find you? Number one, if they want to purchase any of the beautiful gifts that you sell how can they how can they do that but then also how can they find you and just pick your brain as an entrepreneur sure. we do have a retail website which is 
monami-designs.com. We sell direct to consumer. You can also find us. We have over close to 2,000 retailers across the United States, Canada, international. We sell to boutiques. We also sell to bigger brands like anthropology. So I sell to those kinds of, you'll find me in there as well. And yeah, I mean, you can honestly go on my website and I'm always kind of online. You can go to my Instagram page, send me a DM. There's an email attached to that as well. And you'll get me either any of those ways. I love it. We'll put all that in the show notes as well for people to be able to connect with you easily. But Sarah, you have given us an incredible journey and story and, and you gave it so casually. You just, just one success principle after the other, like you've been doing this your whole life because you have been, you've yeah. been, you've been <laughs> doing this thing your whole life. Thank you for being here, Sarah. We wish you nothing but blessing on your family, your business, your team, the whole thing that you have your hand to. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.